This episode of the Europuck podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Now, it's not quite time for college basketball to take the scene and their annual March Madness tournament to get underway, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait too. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. All you have to do is bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. I mean, that sounds like a slam dunk to me, folks. This offer won't be around for very long, folks, so head on over to your phone's app store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all the action. If basketball isn't your thing, though, they also have daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more, so make sure you check them out and make it rain on whatever sport is your go-to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in a basketball game this week. That's promo code THPN to turn $1 into a shot at $100 via three-pointer in any basketball game this week. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. A big thank you for DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, hey and previet hockey fans. Welcome back to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Hayden, or Odd Man Rush, as you can see up there on the video version if you're watching that. And joining me, of course, I'm, I don't think anybody's surprised at this point, come on, it's basically every single week that you're sitting next to me, it's Chris Gadsby. Hey, Chris. Hello, yes, name's there. Yeah, hello. How's it going? <laughs> busy. Yes. Very, very busy with the run-up to ice hockey coming back and work's busy. And I finished my, my commentary notes for Sunday's game uh, at lunchtime. Okay. Um, so now I've just got to learn the numbers, um, which is if I want to... Like a minimum is 30, maximum is kind of 60. Okay. Um, of course, I don't know which 22 out of the 30 from each team is going to play on Sunday, which also doesn't help. True. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've got my cutting on. I've got my commentary notes here. There we go. There's oh, my... wow. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> which is kind of every, I've got position, I've got number, name, position, age, history. Stats for the current team, appearances for the current team, for each player that might play. So I'm kind of as prepared, I think, as I'm going to be, apart from, as I said, memorising stuff. But let's be honest, Chris, knowing you, you would not do it any other way. You know, like, no, you love you this. You love this part <laughs> of the commentary job. Right? Like, you yeah. love finding all the stats. Like, I've got to be honest, when I'm researching videos and stuff, that's the f- part that I always find really interesting as well. Like, knowing how well they played in certain leagues or where, like, all the different leagues that they've played in. And like you, you look at them. Oh, you yeah. find out a player's played in Italy for three years, and you're like, I had no idea that player did that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have. It has taken me probably about five, six hours uh, to do all that. Uh, I mean, for the lines, it's kind of more <clears throat> beneficial. You do question sometimes spending two and a half hours doing everything about Sheffield for one game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, can't uh, can't complain too much. But. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, with that and work uh, and all sorts. It's all got uh, yes, yeah, very busy. But uh, it was great to be back at the 
arena on Friday night to do all our tests and everything. Good. It felt like never been away. So. <laughs> Good. How, yeah, how did that feel? Because you did uh, the announcement for the squad for the Lions. And, yes. Um, obviously, yeah, so it was... was that how, When was the last time you'd been to the arena before then? Uh, the last time before then would have been the last home game, which was the last game of the season. So it was... Jono said it. It was something like the 18th of March wow. last year. It was wow. like 40, 49 weeks, and it will be Sunday when we play. It will be 50 weeks since the last game. So as near as makes no difference a year. Wow. that That's crazy. <laughs> like, to, to think that... It's it's so crazy to think that, like, that much time has passed, but basically nothing's changed in the kind of global landscape and kind of, like, what we're doing in our lives. Yeah, we've been doing the same thing. it was weird because... Yeah, and everything felt normal. Like, you drive to Nottingham, felt normal. Park in my same car park in pretty much the same space I always do, normal. <laughs> the same walk to the arena, normal. The only difference was going in a slightly different door and having a temperature check on arrival. But other than that, everything was just normal. Yeah, I, I, I also felt that about um when I went back to the summer camp that I work at for the second year. You notice that like nothing has changed whatsoever, but like you've changed for like you you've grown up by a year and you go back and it's like it's literally like I've gone back in time to the exact point where I was before I left. Yeah. But like you're slightly different, but the place it basically feels the same. But anyway, we're gonna talk about the Nottingham lines in a lot more detail um uh, later on. We've got something to talk about. I mentioned it last week. Um we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Uh, let's talk about what's actually going on in Europe. Um, uh, so let's go to the KHL first. Now, like we said, we pretty much know, uh, we're at the point now where we know every single team that's made it to the Gagarin Cup playoffs for 2021, which the playoffs or the regular season ends this Friday, folks. For for, for context, it's Wednesday, the uh, 24th of February, I should say. So I, I always, either I say it right early on in the episode or like half an hour in. So, you know, I wanted to get it out there before, before we started. So... Just so everybody's aware, we have all eight teams from both conferences have finally made the playoffs. So, in the Western Conference, CSKA Moscow uh, in first, uh, St. Petersburg, Dynamo Moscow, Lokomotiv Yaroslav, uh, Jokerit, D uh, Dynamo Minsk or Dynamo Minsk, uh, Sharapovets, and Spartak Moscow. So, Chris and I obviously talked about the Podolsk-Moscow showdown, but Chris will take us into more details as to how it happened that Spartak was the one that secured the spot. And then in the Eastern Conference, we of course have the same eight teams as last week. Akbars Kazan, Avangard Omsk, Salavat, Yuleyev, uh, Magnitogorsk, Traktor, Baris, Avtomobilist, and Torpedo, Nizhny, Novgorod as the teams that have made it. Interesting that uh, Yekaterinburg is close to being the eighth seed. They had such a good start to the season, they've really dropped recently. But Chris... We, we, we don't really need to go through the standings per se, each of the teams. We now know uh, the eight teams from each conference that have made it to the Gagarin Cup playoffs. It's now just a question of where they're being placed in the standings. What have you got to tell us about the KHL based on the things you've noticed? Not a great deal because I wrote a paragraph about the fight between Spartak Moscow and Podolsk. Okay, um, fair enough. And then last night um, with Spartak winning and Podolsk losing it all went out the window. Right, okay. Because I wrote, I wrote all this yesterday, just hadn't had time to update it today. Um, but yeah, we spotted at Moscow's 6-1 win over Sochi last night and Podolsk wow. losing to Jokerit, Podolsk are now out. So if we start in the West, we know the top four are going to be the top four. Jokerit can't catch them. So we know that, you know, the teams with home and ice advantage in this first round in the West. Um, Jokerit guaranteed fifth. That, that can't change. Uh, Minsk, Sheropovets, and Moscow are obviously the bottom three. 
Uh, Minsk with the advantage could be, you know, Moscow Minsk uh, first round potentially, but uh, the fight is kind of well. I say for sure, Pavlovitz and Spartan Moscow, who have obviously got to try and catch Dean Minsk. If you're seven four eight, you've got CSK or SKA, so it's going to be oh, tough in the west. Um, in the east, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in the east, again, we know the top four. Um, we know Akbar's the number one. That fight at the bottom, Barris in sixth, uh, Yekaterinburg in seventh, and Novgorod in eighth. There's one point between those three teams, and again, the fight's on to avoid Akbar's Kazan. Uh, absolutely i don't would not want to be the eighth seed considering they are the best team in the league as it stands right now there's two more games to play for both moscow and uh, kazan and only two points separating the two teams so who ends up with the regular season trophy we will have to wait to find out that said like we mentioned all 16 teams have made it to the gagarin cup playoffs which is good it's nice to know there's a bit of certainty in that regard there's there's a couple of teams that only have one game left to play it's interesting that yokra only has one game left to play that yet yet they were so far back earlier on in the season with all the postponements and things they had going on they're now actually ahead of schedule it must feel really weird for them um but yeah i i think all of the teams that have made it to the playoffs are pretty deserving of being there looking at the eastern conference uh nova sabirsk sabir did a good job towards the start of the season but they completely dropped off towards the end of the year um amur neftahimik and Kulun red star were all sitting towards the bottom of the standings for most of the season sabir was kind of hovering towards the sixth seventh eighth seed but then kind of dropped midway through the year so those four teams they're kind of the teams that you'd usually expect to be outside of the playoffs or uh sabir nabbing the the eights is kind of torpedo and sabir are kind of the the final team in the playoffs most years and then in the other conference dean moriga obviously didn't have a very good run uh, hc sochi they didn't have a very good season i wasn't necessarily expecting them to be out of the playoffs but they they really didn't have a very good year for themselves all things considered and then they started trading away a load of their players and then you got to feel a little bit sorry for vityaz padols they got so close yet they were so far and they just couldn't make up the difference to get themselves a playoff burst now, now they have two games left to play on the season thinking we were so close but we didn't quite make it anything you want to add on that chris uh not particularly off the back of that to be honest as you said it was just it was all there for that great final game showdown and then padols just couldn't put the uh the games together to be able to uh, give us that showdown. So yeah, we now know everything, and uh, they start on Tuesday. The okay. uh, playoffs. So, so if the regular season ends uh, on, f- it ends the day this goes out, doesn't it? On the twenty sixth. Ends I on the twenty seventh. No, it ends on the twenty seventh. So it finishes on Saturday. Okay, so, that, and so the playoffs start on Tuesday. Okay, so each team has a couple of days to kind of rest up, maybe get a few practices in figure out, you know, watch some tapes, they know their opponents. I think next week yeah. we're, we're going to have to sit there, maybe focus pr- either primarily or predominantly on um, the KHL playoffs and kind of maybe do like a, an end-of-season report for all the teams that didn't make it and then take a look at the uh, the matchups and who we think. We could basically do like a, a KHL playoff, playoff bracket, essentially, couldn't we? So Yeah, I think it's also worth mentioning as well with the KHL that it was announced that Yokerit are playing all their games away. Yes, good point. Um, good point. So even, I mean, they don't have home ice advantage yes. um, in the first round um, anyway. But yes, all their games are being played away. It'll be interesting to see how the team they're facing copes with having every single game at home. Yes. And I guess... Imagine it, quite well. Yeah, well, it also depends on... 
uh, whoever they're playing, whether they're allowed fans in the arena. Because I know certain teams have been allowed fans. Uh, it might be that a case too, of it yes. might be a case of all of the Russian teams have been allowed fans after a certain period. Because I've been looking through like different images of the KHL, and there's loads of fans in the arenas. Avangard, I know, have had yes, fans. Yes, we in the are. Arena. We're counting the days down now that we have been given our route out of this. Yes, exactly. Um, it <laughs> does look the 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 current UK government guidelines say no restrictions at all on June the 21st. Yep. Um, which means that even if it gets delayed ever so slightly, by the time September rolls around, there should be nothing and we can have our league back with a with full arenas. So, you know, this season's a write-off, but uh, yeah, the rest of it is, uh, yeah, we're hoping. But yeah, so Yokerit are having all theirs in Russia. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they cope with having every game away from home and, and see how far they get in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention that this was decided not just from Jokerit's perspective. I believe the league had discussions with the Finnish government as well, and they wanted to... Yeah, they, they did, yeah. Obviously, Jokerit secured the fifth seeds. They were guaranteed a berth in the playoffs, or they've been in the running for the playoffs for quite a few weeks now. So uh, there's been discussions going on behind the scenes. They probably thought, is it worth the quarantines and is it worth the different restrictions in place for... Because obviously it might be difficult that if people have to quarantine for a week, it's going to completely bring their season or their uh, playoff series to a halt. So may as well take them to Russia. The good thing is they don't have to necessarily find a altern an alternative arena to play in like um, uh, Kunlun Red Star did right at the beginning of this season because they've played their entire season in Russia this year as opposed to China because of the, the circumstances. They just have to play where their opponent's playing, which obviously works in the opponent's favour, but then again, Yokorita are a strong team and they can surprise anyone. So if, if there's any team that has a chance to kind of use that um, situation to their advantage, I'd say Yokorita is one of them. So anyway. That, yeah, I'd say, you know, they're a strong side and like just as much as the the other team, yes, okay, gets home ice advantage, Yokorita, of course, don't have to travel yes. as well. Because the thing with <clears throat> the, the Russian sides, of course, particularly over in the, in the West, is that because... Yokrit is in Finland. When you play Yokrit, you've got so much further to travel. Yeah. Um, so, and that, you know, that it's, it's difficult for the Russian teams going over there. But if you think about Yokrit, who have got to do it every single time, yeah. it makes me think like, you know, with Belfast or something over here, where, yes, okay, it's like, you know, you've got to get a plane over to Belfast when you play, but they have to do that like every other week to come and play everybody else in the league. Yeah, exactly. So it might work in Jokerit's favour as well. And and the, the only difference I'd say with that is um, Bel Belfast, for example, they only play at weekends. They can just take a flight over for one weekend and, you know, play a oh, couple, yeah. play a couple of games. The league often gives them double headers. Ex exactly. So like play a couple of games, fly home, whereas Jokerit, they might have a game in Finland at the beginning of the week, a midweek game in Severstal or Sheropovets and then have like an, an end of the week game in Kunlun Red Star, you know, like, it, yeah. and, and it's such a huge um, um, uh, geographical location to to fly through. But they managed to find a way to do it and Yokrit have been a successful team, so they must be doing something right. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next league because we're mm -hmm. going to go into a lot of detail about the KHL next week and the next few weeks after that. Yeah, let's move we on. need to race through some of these. Exactly. So the Swedish Hockey League. Chris, do you want to take us through any important information on this one? Yeah, so there's not a great deal. Um, Oro and Lexans, uh, they played each other and Lexans had climbed above them uh, until Oro won by a goal to nil last night. So Oro back where they were. The biggest change is between HV71 and Brynäs at the bottom, who uh, played each other on the 18th, so last Thursday. 
Uh, Brunas got the win there in overtime and climbed above them by a single point. And they both lost in overtime yesterday. So Brunas are up to 11th and they've got a couple of games in hand. Um, as you can see, it's still very tight at the bottom. It's still just one win separating uh, Ling Chapin's in, uh, in 14th on 46 points and Oscar Sham on 49 points in 10th in that playoff spot. Uh, also worth pointing out, again, we're still kind of around 10, 12 games to go. It's a 52-game season in the SHL, which runs until March the 25th, so a month left of the regular season. Interesting that there is quite literally still all to play for in this league because mm. like you mentioned one win difference between the 10th seed and the 14th seed so and you've got Oscar Sham, Brinas, HV71, Malmo and Ling Shippings all fighting for one spot and you would part of you would think okay well Malmo's in the best position here 39 games played they have at least two games in hand on all the other teams up to five or six games in hand on some of them so all they've got to do is string together a couple of wins and then hold course and they should get that 10th seed but you know crazy things can happen um, so interesting to see that uh, Rogler have played a couple of extra games. They've managed to capitalize on them over the Vaxha Lakers. They lost their most recent game, but they'd won four games before that. So they've managed to get a six-point gap at the top of the league. Will that hold for the rest of the season? Once again, we'll have to wait and see. And then kind of looking at the um, the first-round bye positions and then the the first-round playoff burst. I mean, Lexans and Frölunda are still very close. Same amount of games played, same amount of points. Frölunda on a four-game losing streak, it's probably worth mentioning. Yeah, um, and they've been uh, shut out the last two games. They haven't scored in 120 minutes of hockey. Oh, wow. And it's also worth mentioning that Lexans is on a, on at least a five-game winning streak. So, you know, if momentum keeps going the way that it's going, Frölunda might, they might not be outside of the playoffs, but they're going to maybe lose lose out on that first round berth, which would kind of suck for all the work they've put in and sitting at the top of the league a lot for this season. But you know, you've got to play an entire season. You can't just bank on a good run unless you're the 2019 St. Louis Blues. So uh, let's move on to the Finnish Liga now, um, which is playing games at the moment, but I've got the, the standings up for... Um, uh, for the before the games are played because I know it confuses things a little bit. So um, by the looks of it, I'll just take take you a quick run through what's going on and then Chris will give us the more specific details. So Luko yeah. has a 10-point lead up in first place on IFK Helsinki. They've played one less game as well. They've won four of their last five games, although Helsinki have also won four of their last five games in pretty similar fashion. And then you've got TPS Turku, the Lati Pelicans, uh, Ta uh, Tapara Tampere, and Eels. They've all got the kind of first round buy spots. However, Kalpa, Karpat, and Kuku are all very close to that sixth seed as well. And the, the fifth and fourth seed, like the middle of the of the Finnish Liga is still very close. But once again, still plenty of hockey left to play in the Finnish Liga. Just over two thirds of the way through the season, I believe. But Chris, feel free to correct me on that. Um, and then you've got the... Um, You've got Assat in 10th place, and that's kind of where things start to drop a little bit. You've got Vassen Sport obviously sitting in 11th place. Um, but then after that, it's kind of... We, we know some of the teams that are highly unlikely to be making the playoffs at this point in the season. You've got Saipa. Yeah, they're only eight points back. That's only a couple of wins, but they've already played two more games than Vassen Sport. Hamelina, same position, but one point less. Although they have won four of their last five games and points in their last five. And then you've got Ukrit and JYP Yavaskala, both sitting at the bottom of the league. Ukrit's close to climbing up a few places, but JYP way far back from the rest of the competition. That said, they've only played 37 games. They have the chance to at least catch up and make it a little bit more respectable by the end of the season, but it depends how their performance goes. So, Chris, what do you think about the Finnish Liga? Yes, so uh, my point is to say Turku lost a couple of games uh, in the week. Um, Helsinki now climbed to second. Bear in mind, only a couple of weeks ago, I was saying they were down in eighth place, so they've had a really yeah. good 
run of things. Um, as you said, the, the midfield is really tight. It's one win between fourth and ninth, <laughs> which is why, wow. which is why whenever I'm doing the Finnish Liga, I've got, so the Pelicans have dropped two places. Tapper have gone up four, Ilves up to fifth, climbing three, Kuku up one, Carpat down two. It's so messy in the midfield yes. there. Um, as you said at the bottom, there's a nine point gap between Kuku and Asat. Um, and then, yeah, Vast and Sport have got a chance. Saipa, they're 11 points away from Assad, but there's still 21 games to go. It's a 60-game season in the league. It runs through to April the 13th. I think it's the latest uh, league that we cover, actually. I'd imagine I so. I to double-check that. I'd imagine uh, so. Yes, it is. It's the, latest, it's the latest league we cover. So, you know, they've got more to go than anybody else at the moment. Um there is a big drop there between Vassan and Saipi, as you said. Uh, Jukaric, yes, they're close to everybody else, but they've played more games than anybody else in the league. Uh, JYP, of course, down at the bottom. They've got a couple of games in hand, but they are 24 points away from the playoffs. So, yeah, they're kind of looking out of it. And, you know, neither JYP or Jukaric are uh, having a good time of it recently. No, especially one point in their last five games, that coming in an overtime slash shootout loss. So not ideal for those two teams. But then again, you always have to have teams at the bottom of the league. And like you mentioned, um, I would imagine the fact that uh, the Finnish Liga had to take a two-week break has obviously kind of postponed or, yeah. or pushed back their season. So by the sounds of it, they've got about six, seven weeks left of the season. So once again, nothing set in stone with the Finnish Liga. Obviously, we're starting to see some pretty big gaps but I, I feel like that log jam in right in the middle of the standings is going to be very interesting to watch. And the good thing is Chris is keeping a good eye on it as he goes along. So that I, I would not be able to tell the difference from one week to the next in terms of all the different positions that these teams have moved if you didn't bring it up. So that's why I have you around, Chris. You're helpful, you know. Um, so let's move on to the Swiss National League now, shall we? Now, Wow, EV Zug have really taken the lead in the Swiss National League and they still have games in hand. So as things sit right now on Wednesday, the 24th of February, 86 points in 38 games for EV Zug, five game winning streak at least. A couple of them have come in overtimes or shootouts, so not the full three points in every single game, but they still have two games in hand on both Zurich and Fribourg Gotteren, who are sitting in second and third place, both with the same amount of points also. So they've got the potential to go... I don't know, well, another six points would put them at 92, almost 20 points ahead of the competition. So it really is Zug's uh, season to lose at this point. Whether they can keep that up for the rest of the season, who knows? The season's obviously getting on a little bit. Then you've got uh, Lausanne, HC Davos, who have kind of risen from the flames like a phoenix over the last few weeks, and HC Lugano taking the final kind of first round buy spots. Then you've got Geneva Savet, HC, BLBN, uh, Rappersville, the Rappersville Yone Lakers, Ambry Piotta taking the uh, first round playoff berths, although there's a huge gap between Beal and Rappersville. Then you've got SC Burn starting to get up there. They're starting to win some of those games. They've gone on a bit of a solid run recently. Four wins in their last five games. They've got plenty of games in hand. They're only one win away from clinching a playoff spot. So I mean, it goes to show you that SC Burn could be sitting at the bottom of the league all season, get a couple of games in hand, do kind of similar to Davos, but even more so, rise from the, the ashes like a phoenix. Because let, let's be honest, some of these teams, they've got almost nine, ten games in hand on. So that's a potential 30 points. That puts them right up there in the running. Will they win all of those games? Of I think we need to wait and see. Uh, interesting to see Lausanne have got points in their um, four of their last five games. However, three of those games have been overtime or shootout losses as well. But yeah, it really is Zoog's league to lose at this point. What, what else do you want to add, Chris? 
Yeah, I mean, so there were games last night which kind of threw everything I said into disarray, really. But, um, <laughs> you know, it is, I mean, well, what it shows is just how tight it is. So there are two points between Lausanne in fourth and Servette in seventh. Wow. So, you know, that, that the the fight for that first round by is, is really hotting up. And as you've already said, and I uh, wrote down in my notes, the big story is at the bottom, SC Burn, three wins since uh, our last week recording. They're not bottom anymore. They've still got at least five games in hand uh, on most of the teams around them. Okay, they've only got two on Sabet, but they're not going to catch them anyway. They've got five on Ambry Priotta, and they're only one win behind them. So I'd expect to see Burn in the uh, playoffs in in some form or another. You've got to remember that for some of these teams, you know, if we if we take Rapperswil for example, they've only got eleven games left. It's fifty-two game season in the National League as well. That runs until April the fifth. So yeah, five six weeks to go in that. As I said, we're getting to the exciting time of the year. Um, and yeah, I think we ex- could, ex- well, we should expect to see Burn in the playoffs in some form or another. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. But then obviously that means which team is the one that drops down to the, the play out, although that's not happening this year in the Swiss National League, as we mention every single week. Because if I don't mention it every single week, I will forget when it's a relevant piece of information. I mean, given given <clears> the 14-point <throat> gap between Rappersville and Beale, um, and then the five-point gap between Rapperswil and Ambi Piotti, you're looking at those two teams yeah. um, either in the ninth or tenth spot at the moment because it's a very, very big <clears throat> ask yes. for someone like Biel to drop essentially 22 points when they've only got, uh, what, 42 to play for. So they'd have to you know, lose well over half their final 12 fixtures to uh, to drop down there. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those two teams in 9 4 10 for Rappersville or Ambi Piotta. Yes, absolutely. Although crazier things have happened, could we see uh, Burn completely crash and burn again like they did at the start of the season? Maybe. Could we see Rappersville like steal it in the last game of the season? That's the great thing about sports. You can't predict what's going to happen unless you've gone to the future. Uh, so let's talk about a team that's still very much like stuck in the past in terms of how far their season is along compared to the rest of the leagues in Europe. The German DEL. Yay. So yeah, still very early on in the season. There's 18 games played by the majority of the teams. Some of them 17 and then you've got Feiniger on 19, but We'll say 18 for the most part. Um, in the North Division, you've got the Berlin Ice Bears taking an eight-point lead already on the season. That said, still very early on. Points in five straight games. Got Bremerhaven, Dusseldorf, and the Wolfsburg Grizzlies. Only one point separating those three teams, but they all uh, have secured themselves so far a place in the playoffs in the North Division, although it's still very early on. The Iserlohen Roosters, the Cologne Sharks, and the Crayfield Penguin are sitting outside of the playoffs at the moment. We're, I mean, there's a seven-point gap already that's opened up between the Grizzlies and the Roosters, and then an, uh, uh, or a six-point gap, and then a seven-point gap between the Grizzlies and the Sharks. And then the Crayfield Penguin, oh my lord, they're still not playing very well this season. They have not turned up to <laughs> camp ready to play a, a season of DL hockey by the looks of it, and it shows on the standings. Uh, then in the south, you've got Adler Mannheim already with a nine-point gap on uh, Ingolstadt. Um, with five straight uh, five game winning streak for them, uh, you got Ingolstadt as I mentioned, the aforementioned team in second with Red Bull Munich, same amount of points, same amount of games played, very close there, so that could switch positions very easily. Then you've got the Augsburg Panthers in fourth place, although the Schweiniger Wild Wings are only two points back from them, but they've played an extra game. Then you have the Straubing Tigers and the Nuremberg Ice Tigers taking the final two spots in the South. I mean, I would say that the South is the far more competitive division by the looks of it so far this season, based on the fact that all of the teams have broken double digits, unlike the Crayfield Penguin. Um, but that said, 
There's still there's some gaps starting to open up here. We can really we're really starting to see the differences between the teams that turned up ready or have the better rosters at the start of the season to the teams that might not have been as ready or have struggled to start the year. And even the case with Crayfield, we're already seeing a team that has really made it difficult for them to actually be competitive this season. They're already 22 points back from a playoff spot which I can't remember how many games the DL season is, but I wouldn't imagine there's a huge amount of games for them to catch up in that regard. So, Chris, what do you think about the DL? Yeah, so um, the first section of there was splitting North and South is 24 games. Right. Uh, oh, geez. And that runs until March the 15th. So there's only, you know, three weeks left in that. Oh, wow. I'm not aware of the... I've just had a look. Fixtures aren't are still not yet planned for the north to south game so don't know whether they're necessarily going to do it but i confess i haven't like gone on the website and properly looked at yeah, that yeah. yet um so from the last week the roosters they got an overtime loss to wolfsburg who are obviously the informed team at the moment uh, so they climbed above uh Colm for that fifth spot in the south the panthers uh they beat ingolstadt and climbed above schweiniger into the playoff spot because the dl is very much kind of a bit like the elite league is they tend to play more at weekends and they yes. only play one, maybe two games a week. So they don't have as much movement as the league who's playing three or four games a week. Um, so yeah, that's the, the way of it at the moment. So if you look at, I mean, obviously if they are only doing the North and South, which is still an option, you're looking at, well, Adler Meinheim are already in. Yeah. If you, if you take that basis, um, nobody else is not even in the north at the moment, technically. But uh, yeah, so it's really time's running out for some of these teams because there is the possibility that you know this is it. Mm, absolutely. Um, so just just remind me because I've forgotten because we we haven't necessarily talked so much about how the DL is being run since they first started up a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, so the the they're thinking about doing the north south thing after the twenty four games have been said, played. Yeah. So what they said is that they would they split it into north and south to minimise travel to minimise the risk of the whole league shutting yep. down. Yep. Um. So you were playing everybody in your conference home and away twice, which is the twenty four games. Yep. And then they were going to assess the situation at the end in March and see what the current you know, country situations. What they didn't want to do is plan a whole season and it all go, you know, head over heels. Right. So, so um, that there's the possibility that if things are going okay, then they might extend the season even further to more games. Is that what they're thinking? Yeah. So, I, what I, what I, well, I believe so. I, I believe that they will do, they would do a home and away, one home and one away against teams in the other division, which would give you an extra fourteen games, take you up to thirty-eight. Um, and then do the playoffs. If they decide that the, the situation is not good enough, they may go straight to the playoffs, staying mm. north and south. So then you've only got two teams from the other half of the country meeting each other. The reason they did north and south is that then if there was an outbreak in the south, they wouldn't need to shut the north and what have you. Yes. Whereas if all the teams were crossing over each other, then the whole league would get affected. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully the current situation that... It, uh, uh, kind of globally i don't know how germany is doing in terms of its vaccination numbers or anything but hopefully they're in a position where because we're seeing here that things are starting to look up we're going to have a few few minor things open up within the next few weeks and months hopefully by the time they get to the end of the season they think right the situation is okay enough and it's it's stable enough that we can at least either play the playoffs or extend the season a little bit further and have a bit more cross um border 
uh, competition. So uh, the good thing is they seem to be playing the season. So the, the good thing for, for the teams kind of outside the playoffs, the good news is there might be an opportunity for them to play a few more games and pick up a few more points if things keep going well in terms of the current situation in the country. But the bad news is they might have squandered their opportunity already because who knows, they might decide to go straight to the playoffs and then they've missed out their chance. Well, uh, the, the one thing we know is the Crayfield Penguin aren't making it. I mean, that's all we've got to say. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's move on to the Czech Extra League now, uh, which interestingly... Oh, interestingly. Yes, because I, I, I saw this as I was bringing up the stats before we started the podcast. And interestingly, we've got some teams that have guaranteed a place in the first round of the playoffs... But not well. They've guaranteed themselves a playoff berth, but in the first round and not a first round buy. So, what you're seeing on the screen, if you're watching the video version, is the third seed down to the seventh seed. They haven't clinched anything yet because they're still in the running to potentially clinch a yeah. first round buy. So spot. they're yeah. in. Yeah. So third to seventh have a playoff spot. Yes. But we don't yet know where they're going to be. So. Yes. Um, Trinac, this well, you might be a bit confused as to why 8th to 11th have got arrows, but the rest haven't. Yes. So Trinac and Sparta Prague are guaranteed the quarterfinals. Okay. And 8th down to 11th are guaranteed the first round, the, the round of 16, so to speak. But um, So that's why they're there. Uh, Melissa Bolasev, Liberec, Mountfield, Pilsen and Pajabis could get because there's five games to go so there's 15 points on offer there um so you know it's still very tight i mean you look at pardubis probably are only going to get into the first round yeah um i mean for me it's probably between bolstav Librek and mountfield yes. for those two spots in the first round and then if you look down towards the bottom as lynn 15 points takes them to 54 so all will only need a couple of points from their last um five games and of course if Zin lose a game then then that's it and we know who's in the playoffs as well so that's why there's arrows kind of split yeah um and uh yeah it'll be interesting uh again to watch this this runs through until march the 7th so only a couple of weeks left of this yeah um, and then we'll be able to talk about the playoffs there as well absolutely it's, it was interesting because when i first brought up the czech extra league standings on flash scores i saw the arrows down the bottom i was like why are the arrows down the bottom? Then I looked at it. And I, it was w- like, I wondered. I wondered if you would <clears throat> twig as to why. Yes. So. I, I obviously like. I put the. I've just put the mouse over and it says qualified for the round of eight playoffs. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, what what I forgot to realize is that then that obviously means that third to seventh have guaranteed themselves a playoff berth as well. It just depends on what type of playoff berth they've guaranteed themselves. Yeah. So basically, in the Czech extra league, there's only one more playoff spot up for grabs. And like Chris mentioned. If Zlin lose a game, then Oliver. It's very better. unlikely yes. that Zlin will make it. Says Budjovic can't. Yeah. Um, it's very unlikely uh, Zlin will. They have to rely on. They have to win every game. Yeah, they have to win every game and hope that Olamuk doesn't. And, and well, then, yeah, they have to win every game, and at least three of them have to be in regulation just to tie Olamuk. Yeah. And Olamuk have to lose all five games in regulation. <laughs> yes. So. It's, it's, it's a tall ask. Obviously, sports are crazy and you never know what can happen. The, it might be the situation, although the the odds would tell you maybe not. It, it's really interesting, though, at the top of the standings, seeing Trinec and Sparta Prague. Um, they've been battling it out for that first place practically all season long. And it's interesting to see that 
We're now getting down the stretch. Trinetch have won at least five games straight. Sparta Prague have got points it, in their last... Five, yeah, it's five games straight that Trinetch have won. But if you go even further back than that, I mean, they've won in regulation... Three, four, five, six, seven. They've won 12 out of their last 13 in wow. regulation. Well, because remember, so remember um, Trinetch were the last team, I think, in Europe to lose a game this season, weren't they? Mm. Um, or lose a game, game in regulation. That stretch they have lost was to Sparta Prague. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, by the looks of it, I mean, there's a four point gap, which isn't huge, but with only five games left, that is a notable gap to yeah, fill I up. I mean, it's two games, so yeah, and and the fact that um, Sparta Prague have they've got points in four of their last five, but they've only won three of their last five, and Trinetch have won what twelve of their last thirteen. So it might yeah. be we might be at the point that if Trinetch just keep playing the way they're playing, they they'll secure themselves the first spot or it might be a situation where um towards the end of the season sparta prague might be able to jump up and take a few away but needing to win two of your last five games when you've got a team that's already hot is, is a tall ask for sparta prague to do but i mean they're going to sit comfortably in second place regardless so if you're a sparta fan if you're a Trinetch fan you're going to be pretty happy with the way the season ends up regardless because you're sitting in with a first round buy in the playoffs i mean what more could you ask and um, then let's move on to everybody's favourite league and everybody's most logical, not confusing league at all, <laughs> uh, the uh, Ice Hockey League in Austria slash uh, Europe, because obviously they have teams. Halfway and... through this now. Are we already halfway through the uh, the We're round? Halfway through this winners and losers stage, we are, yes. Um, so I'll very quickly uh, take you through it. So in the winners stage... Uh, Bolzano got a win last night over Theravar 19, so they go back to the top because they were they have dropped by a place. Uh, Klagenfurt are up to second, so they've jumped up two places um, from where they originally started from. Uh, Theravar had dropped uh, two places. Um, they're now at the bottom of the league after they've lost three in a row. So it's relatively um, tight there. It would be... Uh, Fair of I've just not done very well in this stage. Then we go into the loser stage, and good for fans of Ben Bounds. The Grass 99ers up into sixth place after a couple of back to back wins. Uh, Bratislava in seventh, which is where they were. Dornburn in eighth, they've swapped with Graz. Uh, Villac in uh, ninth, uh, and uh, Blackwind's in tenth, obviously, there at one, and Innsbruck uh, are as well. Uh, you know, they're down one now. So, yeah, it, it's kind of settling itself out. So we're halfway through in each in each stage. Uh, Hayden's favourite team, Blackwind's Linz, are now still one win away from the, um, from the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, this goes through until March the 7th. So, again, there's a couple of weeks left of this. Okay, so uh, when we do the episode following March the 7th or whatever, we're going to have both the Czech Extra Liga and the the playoffs of the Austrian league to talk about, which will be a lot of fun. Um, interesting yeah. that Dornburn have played really poorly in their first four games. Yes, they have. They were nine points clear of Bratislava in seventh when the uh, season finished. Mm. Uh, and they are now, yeah, as you said, in uh, eighth spot. I mean, you know, a couple more losses their way and they don't even make the playoffs, despite the fact they were comfortably in the playoffs to uh by a number of points yeah see see i i don't so much mind when let's see it's it's, it's, it's a difficult situation isn't it because obviously we've talked or i've talked over the last couple of weeks about black wings lanes, and um <laughs> uh how i don't think they should be in the playoffs given the situation i i think 
it, it is difficult because, you know, it gives the teams that didn't play very well a chance, but also it gives the teams that had a really good regular season or a good enough regular season to, for example, in Dawnburn's situation, gain eight points in the standings. They've only got four more points this this season and they've lost three of their four games. So it's kind of like, on the one hand, yeah, it gives the other teams a chance. But on the other hand, like if you're Dawnburn right now, if things keep going the way that you're going, you're going to be pretty upset with how the regular season ends. Obviously, because it's not just a, a situation this year, it's a regular thing they do. It's not so much of a, oh, like this is ridiculous. It's so unfair. It's kind of, this is the way it's done. But at the same time, like, I would be so annoyed to be a Dawnburn fan and have lost three of our four games. <laughs> We're sitting in eighth place or technically third place in the loser stage. And they started with eight points. Like they were at least two points above Bratislava who have held their second place position. Graz have jumped up two places, but they've played one more game. So that's worth mentioning. So as things stand, once all the teams have played five games this season, Bratislava and Dawnburn should be tied on 15 if they win those games and if that makes sense within well, the can't schedule. Well, because that game is against each other. Right, so fair enough. Yeah, exactly. So so one of them will be sitting with either 14 or 15 points. The other one will be sitting with either 12 or 13 points. So it's going to be quite tight at the top of the standings. But once again, that's the three teams that got the most points from the regular season results because Dawnburn with eight, Bratislava with six, and Graz with yeah. four. And then obviously in the winner's stage as well, is kind of more how you would have expected it to be, except for further AV19, obviously, because they had one point, but then they've dropped down to fifth because they've lost three straight games, like you mentioned. So it, it it's still like, I'm kind of accepting the fact that this is what it is. I still don't think it's the best idea, but you know what? You know, it's like the, the stages of grief, you know? Like, I, I feel like I'm in acceptance uh, yeah. now, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, as I said, um, I written, I've written down the the standings at the end of the main stage and i've written down what the initial playoff bracket would be so i will once we finish this which yes. is uh, in a couple of um podcast time actually because this finishes a week on sunday oh yeah um so in a couple of weeks time i'll we'll go through we'll look at this in more detail as well i think march the 7th by the time the since the extra league finishes the austrian league finishes uh march the 9th the danish league finishes um so we'll have, you know, plenty of uh, leagues to go into detail with in a couple of uh, weeks' time. Absolutely. It, like Chris and I have said, pretty much the last month or so, this is where the season gets really exciting. We get to talk about playoffs. <laughs> we get to talk about kind of do like end of season reports for teams in certain leagues. Because obviously as we go along, we could be like, oh, let's talk about the teams that didn't make the playoffs, how their run was, their like top players and everything like that. And it'll be a little bit more interesting once we get into that and we have those to talk about, instead of just going through all of the standings across Europe, we can have certain episodes yeah. that are dedicated I mean, that, to specific leagues and stuff um, like that. So, That game in hand that Breslava and Dornburn have, they are playing right now. Oh, yeah. Um, they're only two minutes in and Bratislava have already gone one up. So it's really not going well for Dornburn at the moment. They are really, I don't know what's wrong with them this year. They're really not playing well, are they? Um, but Not. No, <laughs> but that, and the thing was, they were so close to securing a place in the in the winner yeah. stage, as far as I'm aware. Or they were the closest team. Well, there to were eight it. points off at the end, but yeah, yeah, true. Were, okay, fa fair enough. So they, they weren't quite close enough, but they were the best shot that the loser stage group had at that point. So uh, I would not be happy to be a Dawnburn fan, but Graz, you're doing great, guys. <laughs> Keep Bouncy going. Um, now let's let's talk about a league that we haven't really discussed in much detail over the last couple of weeks, but because 
The regular season ended, like we mentioned last week, the day our last episode, episode 24, I believe, came out. The regular season ended, so we now have some playoff berths to discuss as well. And that is, of course, the Polish League. Da, 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 da. Yep. So, I will take you through the final regular season standings for the Polish League, and then I will take you through the different uh, playoff brackets that are uh, available. So, we have Tishi in first place, only two points separating Tishi and Yastrobi. Uh, 83 points in 36 games for Tishi, 25 um, wins on the season, 28 total wins on the season, 8 total losses on the season. So, I mean, 28 and uh, 28 and 8 is a pretty decent record to have in any league. Then you have Yastrobi in second place, the two front runners of the league, a huge gap between the rest of them and these two. 81 points in 36 games, 28 total wins and 8 losses. The only difference was that Tishi won, uh, lost in overtime or a shootout twice more than Yastrobi, who didn't do it at all this season. Really interesting that in 36 games they played this season, they never lost in an overtime or a shootout. Either that means they're really good in overtimes or shootouts, or they were never good enough to get there, which is really interesting, even though they were the second seed. Um, then in third place in the league, you had Torren with 69 points in 36 games. Katowice takes fourth place with 63 points in 36 games. Una Osfashim, obviously... Funnily enough, they all played 36 games. Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, uh, Una Osfashim, obviously taking the fifth seed. Only one point back from Katowice with 62 points. Uh, how did Eliza Sherbatov do in the league? Can you bring up his stats for me, Chris? Yeah. While I read the rest of it. Um, then we have uh, Krakow Krakow, interestingly, down in sixth place. They're usually one of the better teams in the league. Um, 59 points. Then you had MMKS Podhale with 57 points. And then Sanok with 38 points. And then the two teams that didn't make it, Zaglaby and Gdansk. Gdansk with only two wins on the season. 2-0-0-34. They only scored 40 goals this entire season. I know, I know what that record feels like. Yeah, and, and they allowed 191 goals. They allowed more, almost double the amount of goals of any other team in the league, and they scored almost yeah. half the amount of goals as any other team in yeah, the league. Yeah, I know um, what that feels like. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll just jump in. Sherbatov, um, 26 points in 35 games, 11 goals, 15 assists. Okay, that's uh, not bad. So, yeah, the, the Polish League, as I as you've just mentioned, yeah, did come down to the final day of the season with only that two-point gap. Yastrobi needed to win, which they did, but they needed Tishy to lose um, in regulation. Um, so, uh, yeah, they need to lose in regulation to get that spot by a point outright. Did Tishy do that? No, they did not because they were playing the bottom side dance <laughs> and they won by 10 goals to nil. Of course they way did. What to round the season up. Uh, Krakow, they jumped a spot in the final day of the season as well just to go from 7th to 6th. So they've gone from playing Yastrovi to playing Torun. Now, the playoffs, they've already started. Yes. They started a couple of days ago. We had the first couple of games. Tishy. They beat uh, Sanok. They beat them by five goals to nil. So they've had a great start to their playoffs. And Torren, the third seed, beat Krakow by two goals to one. So at the moment, top seed beating bottom seed, which in a league kind of this small, when you consider that Tishy finished the regular season with uh, 75, sorry, 45 points more than Sanok, wow. and Yastri finished the season with... Um, 34 points more than Podhale, you kind of accept that, really. Absolutely. Although Yastrobi and Podhale still have to play their first game of the series, yeah, so we'll sorry, see I how meant, that goes. Uh, Torin and 
Torrin and Krakow. There's only a 10 point gap there, but, okay. uh, which you know explains the closer game. But yeah, Tissue with a 5 0 victory to start their playoffs. Yes. And uh, just to let you know, I've got the quarterfinals, the playoff brackets on the screen right now. So it's Tishi versus Sanok, the first versus the eighth seed. Katowice and Una Osfashim are the fourth and fifth seeds playing against each other. Yastrobi and MMKS Podhale, the second and seventh seed. And like Chris mentioned, Torrent and Krakow, the third and sixth seed. So um, I feel like, Chris, uh, we should probably yep. take a look at the top scorers this season as well. So I'm going to bring them yeah, up. Yeah, so I'll, ju- I'll just quickly jump in to say that the first round of the playoff finishes on Monday. So by next week, well, the first, sorry, the first four games. So obviously if they're swept, um, if they finish on Monday, so we could have, you know, some teams already into the semi-finals by next week's podcast. Okay, fair enough. Now, Chris, you'll be very interested to know, and I think a lot of uh, Nottingham Panthers Elite Ice Hockey League fans will be interested Mr. to know. Mr. Swindlehurst. No, actually. Zach oh. Phillips. <laughs> Zach Phillips was the second highest scorer in the entire Polish League uh, with Yastrzemy. Mm. He had 17 goals and 40 points in the 36 games that were played uh, in the Polish League. However, the top scorer award has to go to um, Ho- Hovroka, Ho- Hovroka, something like that. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and he scored 21 goals and 49 points. So there were three players that cracked uh, th- uh, the 40-point mark. There were a number of players that cracked the 30-point mark. There were uh, 19 players that cracked the 30-point mark. Um, most of them are either... Pol- There's a lot of Polish players, like local players, that were sitting at the top of the uh, the regular s- the season scoring. So that- that's good to see that a lot of their homegrown talent actually played quite well in the league. It's not completely the the imports that are doing all the work, although we did have a uh, Slovakian, some Czech players, a Finnish player. So lots of interesting players here. Ooh, um, uh, it's worth mentioning that um, Sherbatov was the 27th highest scorer in the league. Um, he was tied with uh, uh, Dupuy and uh, Pettersson for 26 points on the season. Um, let's find the top goaltenders as well. It might be worth having a look at. Um, okay, I've only got... Oh, that, that is that... Wait, that's, that's top scorers. Okay, I don't want top scorers, but... Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'd need to find the goaltending stats and go on elite prospects and everything. But let's go back to the um, the playoffs. We'll have a little chat about it, although I feel like we'll probably come to a very similar consensus answer. Um, we can do more of a, like a post-mortem, if you want to say it, for, uh, for that, or kind of a roundup of the Polish League next week. We can commit a little bit more time to it, although I think we've covered most of the important parts about it. Um, to be honest... There's only been the first two games and we've covered it. I think next week when, you know, we're three, four games into the series. In fact, we'll be four games into every series. We'll get a better indication. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant for the regular season. So kind of looking back at the oh, regular sorry, season yeah. of the Polish League. Um, so, Chris, you've seen the um, the matchups for this playoffs. Based on what you've seen right now, where do you think this is going to go? Let, let's go for like a, a it's, it's kind of a pre-playoff um, prediction, but obviously a couple of games have been played, but only one game has been played in each series. That is by no means close to being finished. So, Chris, who do you think is going to win each series? And then who do you think is going to win the Polish League playoffs? I think it's probably a given that Tissue will win the, the, to- the first one there. Yeah. Um, I would think the Yastrobi would win as well. As I said, that points difference over the regular season was so large. Tone against Krakow, interesting one because it was there was you know it was only two one in the first game. Uh, Torin, I, I feel like Torin probably need to win their two home games, the second of which is being played tonight, um, 
because if I think if it, if the, if Krakow managed to split it one all, they've got a better chance at, at home of taking the, the points. Mm. And then the one that I have no idea about is Katowice against the last regime. They were only separated by one point across 36 games last season. So wow. I have no real clue what they're going to do. I'll just look at what they did against each other. Actually, well, I say that. If we go live now, um, just because it, it just popped up for me, uh, Unash Rashim are 4-0 up at the end of the second period. Hey. Um, bearing in mind, that's away from home as well. So, um, Wow. Yeah. So if I had um, to be honest... If I had to be honest, I think I'm going to go with the first and second seed both going through because, yeah. because like we mentioned, the huge gap between them and everybody else in the league. So Tishi and Yastra will be going through. And I think for the other two series, even though Krakow is one nothing down, like you mentioned, it was a close game. I'm going to go for the two underdogs or the underdog seeded teams. So I think it's going to be Tishi, Una Osvashim, Yastra and Krakow making it through to the next round. And then... I feel like it's either going to be Tishi or Yastrobi that probably win the whole thing, once again, because of the vast difference in the quality of their teams compared to everyone else. And I'm going to go with Tishi. I, I know it's the easiest choice at the first seed, but they have had a lot of success over the last few years. They have been one of the Polish League's top teams. They've competed in the Champions Hockey League, for uh, have had several appearances in the league, as far as I'm aware. So it's not as if this is a miracle run for them. They're consistently one of the best teams. So I I'm going to say that Tishi wins it. And those are my picks for the first round of the playoffs. I'm probably going to be terribly wrong. Part of me wanted to go with Yastrobi if you were going to go with Tishi, but I'm going to stick with Tishi. Why not? What about you, Chris? Who do you think is going to win it? I'll win the whole thing. Oh, I'm not sure. I think I think the final is going to come down to those top two. Yeah. So if, if you're saying Tishi, I'll say Yastrobi just for the sake of it. Um, yeah. It's worth mentioning as well that first round matchup, Katowice against Duna Ashwasim. In the four games they've played in the regular season, Katowice won the series by three games to one. Wow. However, Every single one of the three games they won was in overtime. Oh, geez. So that's going to be close. Really, it is going to be a really close series. But as I said, Unas was really uh, going for it at the moment. They are uh, 4 0 up uh, in that uh, first game. Tishi in the second game of their series against Sanok are currently winning, although it's only 2 1. Sanok doing a lot better uh, go at it. And then literally at the midway point, Torrin and Krakow are still goalless. So really. Uh, you know, they're having a good game as well. So the Polish playoffs, yeah, really looking interesting. Yeah, and it's our first look at the playoffs this season because obviously Poland was one of the first yeah. leagues. I believe it was the second league after the KHL to get started, if I remember correctly, because we, we started talking about the KHL and that's when we kind of picked up the, started the podcast, wasn't it? Like back in September when things mm. all got started. Yeah. We did like one episode before to kind of get everybody excited about it. And then like a week or so later, the Polish league also started off as well. So it's it's nice to see that one of the first leagues to start up actually managed to make it the whole way through and they've got their playoffs started and we get to talk about some postseason hockey. It's always fun. Right, so we've only got a couple more leagues left to look at. One of them I'm only going to bring up because they have not played in a very long time. Let's first move on to the Danish Metaligan, shall we? So um, still very close in terms of some of the standings. Danish although... Metaligan, yep. Yes, so we have uh, the Rungsted uh, Capitals up in first place with 91.5 points. Although, having said that, Eschberg Energy have won five straight games. They're only one win behind, well, one, and a, one win point five points behind. Um, so they still have a chance, but depending on how many games there are left this season, which Chris will let us know, of course. Uh, then we've got the Alborg Pirates in third place, Herning Blue Fox, Fredericksharven in fourth and fifth, Saunders Yike and Herlev. Obviously, all of those teams have clinched playoff spots. Then it just comes down to um, the final spot. And I mean, 
we, we said that the Odense Bulldogs had a difficult mountain to climb. They've got f- points in four of their last five games. They've won two of their last five, and the Mighty Bulls have lost five straight. So it's only a two-win difference between these two teams. So, Chris, tell us about the, the Danish Meta League. Yep, so Herlev, now in the playoffs, you said it's just that last spot we're after. There's a two-game gap with five games to go. It's the 48-game regular season in Denmark, so it is getting really close. Don't forget, those two sides have got to play each other. Oh, yeah. If they win that game, there's only one game between them. And as you've mentioned and I mentioned last week, they picked up two wins and two overtime losses. They keep picking up points. Rydva aren't picking up points. So that could go. That game between the two is the penultimate game as well. So imagine if they like really close the gap up there. So that could get very exciting. But that is pretty much all there is to say about the the Danish league. Yeah, and also given the fact... Until March the 9th is the other point. Right, there you go. So um, it's also worth mentioning that there is quite a big gap between a lot of the teams in the league. Like the only real difference we're going to see in terms of the changing in in the standings, there could be some change within the top three, although a lot of them are very much set in stone and Alborg have played one more game than the first and second seed. The only real major difference could be Frederikshavn and Sondersjaik there's only... 0.5 0.5 yeah. points between them so all it takes is another win and things have changed up so yeah, yeah we'll obviously we'll keep an eye on these guys we'll have the playoffs to talk about soon enough with these guys oh we're getting into playoff hockey now chris i'm so excited i um, know we've only got a couple of weeks of doing these league standings and we get to talk about playoffs on a regular basis it's so, so crazy how quickly the season has gone though hasn't it like we've been doing this the whole is, way through yeah. the regular season for every single league in europe or the big leagues we've been in doing europe. this six months now yeah that is crazy we've been doing this for half a year it does not feel like that in the slightest and well, that, nothing else to do yeah exactly and that's on coronavirus lockdowns uh so Yay. the uh the penultimate league i wanted to mention because we've mentioned it briefly um in recent episodes but because they haven't actually played a game, most of the teams, since February yeah, 1st. Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, Norwegian uh, Fjordcraft Ligan. Um, I'm... Yeah, they were meant to start again last weekend, and then they didn't. Right. Um, according to what I can find, it's now early March. So, yeah, still season suspended since January the 7th. Nothing's happened. Let's go on. Yeah, so not much <laughs> is happening. Although some of these games do say they took place on the 2nd of the 1st. I believe, or uh, the 5th of the 1st. Oh, yeah, well, no, because obviously that's the... Uh, sorry, I was thinking of yeah, February. Yeah, 5th of January. January. Yeah, so no. it really has been almost two months since the Norwegian League yeah. played, and that's making it very unlikely that they'll be able to play as many games as they were hoping this season. Um, speaking of a league that hasn't played as many games as it was hoping this season, let's go to the French League Magnus. Last but certainly not least, ladies and gents. Yeah, so... Again, they still haven't decided what they're going to do. Of course they haven't. Um, that would be easy. And I checked literally like 10 minutes before we started filming. They haven't decided what they're going to do. Okay. Um, so what do I cover? Well, Nice, they lost again. They've dropped to third. If the league finally decide what they're going to do, they could go down as far as ninth into that playout round. Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, not going great for them. At the bottom, Grand Kong got their second win in a row. They're closing that gap to the rest of the league. Grenoble and Bordeaux have swapped places. And uh, Sergi Pontois have climbed three places. Anglais and Amiens, uh, they have both, uh, they're both down two. And Chamonix and Mont Blanc have gone up by two. It's interesting to see some of the um, winning streaks and losing streaks in the form guide here because Anglais and Amiens have lost four straight games with Amiens losing five straight games. You've got yeah. Bordeaux that have won four straight games. You've got Nice that have lost four straight games, as you mentioned. And then you've got Grenoble that have won four of their last five and they have games in hand. They could see themselves sitting up as high as second if they keep playing the way that they're playing. So, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm... 
I say I want I want to know what they're going to do about these extra fixtures because they've surely got to declare them null and void. Yeah, um, Espe- especially because so, they've left it so late as well. You know. Well, yeah, surely the later they leave it, the worse it's going to be, or whether they are just waiting for the end of the season. Yeah, and then they're just going to go Nice. By the way, you're dropping eight points, friends. Oh, that be you. Now, so you, you were you were in third. You're now in tenth or whatever. You know, so because but yeah, we're just going to have to see what happens with that. And I say I check every week and nothing. So, how many games do they play this season again? Is it twenty or twenty four? Uh, it'll be twenty two. Twenty two. So they've literally got four games left in this season. Never bear in mind. Well, uh, well, no, because the eighteen that they've got there includes the five games that could get four games. Ah, that could get wiped okay, out. fair enough. They go yeah. down to fourteen games. This is why it's mm. such. This is why it's so difficult to report on it because you've yeah. got to take into account that those matches played might get wiped off as well as the points. French league, figure it out, please. <laughs> sort yourselves out. Stop confusing us. We know you don't like the Brits very often, but come on, help a couple of Brits out. We're not that bad. Um, so, um, <laughs> that is a look at all of the uh, important news or important standings and league news across Europe. Obviously, we're getting very close to the playoffs with a lot of these leagues. I'm so excited to talk playoffs. And it means that we'll have less teams to talk about as the weeks go on. So we can really focus on, like I mentioned earlier, looking at specific leagues and looking at their top scorers and looking at why teams didn't make the playoffs or the things that kind of killed their seasons or whatever and all of the problems that they had. Like kind of doing overviews of specific leagues and focusing large chunks of the episodes on that. Obviously, once once, once we get to like the conference finals of the KHL and we're like, oh, well, this team's winning this series and they're going to go through to the Gagarin Cup finals. There's not going to be much to talk about for the other like two dozen no, teams. I in get the a feeling that when we get like give it another month, when all the when like a lot of the leagues are in the like semi-finals of the playoffs, and we're going to be running through this in like twenty minutes. Go well, this is the situation here. That's the situation there. Right, there literally, we go, literally. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, I believe you yes. have a uh, a quiz for me. I do. Because, because to be it's fair, very... we've been going for about an hour, so I think it's time I know, for a I'm quiz. I'm conscious of that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The theme for this week's quiz is well, I've written in my notes slightly tenuous. I'm going to go for extremely tenuous. Extremely tenuous. Um, okay. Well, in terms of like national days and stuff, I couldn't really find anything. Um, okay. Obviously, I wrote this for yesterday. Uh, the national days yesterday were National Dog Biscuit Day, my favourite, and National Spay Your Pet Day. I, I'm um, noticing a theme there. <laughs> Give them a biscuit, so chop the balls I, off. Kind of, yeah, kind of. So kind of around kind of dogs and stuff. So I kind of got a few with dogs and then I've done some Polish league stuff since they're in the playoffs. Okay, I do love a good dog. So let's do this. So, okay. The bulldog is the national dog of Great Britain, hence like British bulldogs. Indeed. Uh, which ice hockey team in a league we cover are called the bulldogs? Is it? By any chance, the Odense Bulldogs, Chris. It is the Odense Bulldogs. Well done, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, I, do you want me to be kind or not so kind in this next question? I, I think you already know the answer to that question, Chris. Like, I know the answer that you want me to give, so do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Turkey also has a national dog, the Kangao Shepherd Dog. Of course. Yeah. Um, Turkey ranked 42nd in the IHF World Rankings. But what world championship division are they in? Oh, so they're ranked 42nd. That's the, kind, that's the kind one. Okay, so Turkey, I would imagine they are in division 3A. 
Correct. Hey, look Ooh. at me. Hey, do you want to stab at the other teams in the division? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, that was going to be the hard bit, you see. Okay, the other teams, how many are there? Uh, there are four other teams. Okay, um, I'm going to just go completely off the book here, all right? I'm just going to yeah, guess go in. You won't get any of them. I won't get any of them. Well, you might so, get one. Division get one 3A, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, International Ice Hockey Federation, I'm going. Uh, Israel. I'm going. No. no, okay. That's one of my guesses anyway. Um, I'm right. going. Uh, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. No. Damn it. Um, I'm going with Montenegro. No. For God's sake. Um, and the, my last one, I'm making like an IHF all star team here. And <laughs> uh, then the last one, I will go with uh, Bulgaria. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the United Arab Emirates Of course, a very big hockey nation Yep <laughs> Turkmenistan Oh, I see, yes Luxembourg Ah North Korea <laughs> Of course <laughs> And Chinese Taipei Brackets Taiwan I was thinking China So I, I would have been along the right lines Depending on who you ask um, Okay, but, right um, What I will say is Um how many times have North Korea won the division? Quite a few, actually. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, I reckon. North, I reckon uh, all the people in North Korea know that their ice hockey team have won Division Three A a million times. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, and that's on politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they have. They've been. Let me have a look. Uh, North Korea. Uh, is that, oh, best finish for North Korea uh, twice. Wow. Two thousand two and two thousand fifteen. So that means they've won 16 times, according to North Korean history. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, so, no, four times they've got gold, sorry. Four times. So that means they've, they've won about 20. Four golds and three silvers. So that means they've won about 22 times, according to North Korea's. Uh... <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're not getting into that, uh, although I already have. Right. Uh, Question what's the next three. one? Question three. Uh, reviewing the Polish Hockey League now. Which was higher, goals scored or goals conceded? Oh. Goals scored or goals conceded? I'm going to go with goals conceded. No. Damn. Okay. Do you want another guess? Uh, hmm. Is it, Chris? Goals scored. No. They're You're the same. Ah, they Over the, same. the course of the season, the amount of goals is the same as the amount of conceded goals. Oh, fair point, I was, fair point. I was, that's a fair point i'll give you that i look like a right idiot now don't i <laughs> <laughs> this it was i knew it and it was either going to go one of two ways you were either going to go for one and it was all going to be on you or you were going to go well they're the same you idiot and i was going to look like a muppet uh, I, I don't <laughs> so. mind taking the fall on this one chris I look like a Muppet all the so, time anyway. <laughs> we know that Dansk are far away from pretty much everyone else in the league, other than the fact that Elite Prospects map is wrong and they're not as far away as we first thought. But anyway, <laughs> um, which two sides that are meeting in the first round are furthest away from each other? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, you can go and have a look at the brackets if you want. But, I, uh, I have no idea of the geographical locations of Poland, I've got to be honest. Geography was never my strong <laughs> suit at school. Um, no, mine neither. I dropped it. <laughs> yeah I, I dropped it in like year 10 i was like i want to do yeah, music I instead <laughs> yeah i was like I'm, I'm gonna do history instead um which i find f- far more interesting 
Can you tell with the videos I make Same. on my channel? Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the Krakow series. Uh, which one's that again? <laughs> uh, it's Krakow and... Uh, oh, what's the other team? A Torrin. Not Torrin. Torrin. Oh, correct. Yes, hey! Well um, 425 kilometres by road. Okay, not too bad then. Okay, so final question. Again, as you can tell, I was struggling this week because the links were very tenuous. <laughs> uh, what was Dansk's longest losing streak? Oh, we t- oh we talked about a really long losing streak that they had at one point in the season, didn't we? Um, we did. I feel like it's... Some- they played 36 games. Yeah, but they only won two of them. So um, I feel like it was something like 18 games. I will say 15 or 18 is my guess. Well, pick one. Oh, Chris. Does that mean one of them's correct? <laughs> I'm just saying pick one. You can't have two numbers. Otherwise, you could say well, it could be one or two or four or six. Yeah, but when have I been that indecisive, Chris? Come on. Um, I'm going to go with 18. Yes, 18. Well, it's actually... Oh, my it God. It the final 18 games of the season. I was oh, really geez. hoping you'd go for 15. To, to be <laughs> honest, I had some pretty good lucky guesses there. I lucky you guessed the final one, two questions. Two, so you got four. You no got way. Four Damn, look at me. And three of them were guesses. Um, <laughs> the, only, the only one that I actually knew for sure was the Odense Bulldogs. <laughs> That's your best performance to date. Oh, it's only goes downhill from here. It's only going downhill from here, Chris. I'm going to make them harder next week. I've got a theme for next week. Oh, how exciting. Um, So the last thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode um, of the Europuck podcast is this piece of news that I mentioned last week or this thing that you can look at that I mentioned last week. Um, And that is obviously related to Chris going back to the arena um, there has been a GoFundMe yeah. set up for the Nottingham Lions for their streaming series. It's obviously not compulsory. Like Chris mentioned last week, um, they are playing games for free. They're streaming them for free on um, YouTube, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So as before, as we were last season, uh, the games are being streamed for free. So the, the National League are charging like £12 a game in some cases uh, to watch Wistru. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to be fair. Uh, so we're streaming it free. In fact, all of the uh, teams in our mini cup are streaming for free, which is great because I'm going to watch and do some scouting on the other teams when Good. the uh, when the Lions aren't playing. Uh, but yeah, so what we have done is set up a GoFundMe for just kind of help support grassroots hockey. In it seems, feels weird to be saying grassroots when it's on ice, but water runs. Um, grassroots, yeah, <laughs> in, in hockey in in, in Nottingham. Um, so if you do, you know, enjoy the the stream. Uh, with myself and, and Jono and potentially some guest commentators as well, which I'm keeping zipped on for now. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, then, you know, put in kind of whatever you, you feel you can or would like to for the, uh, yeah, for grassroots hockey in Nottingham. We're playing um, an awful lot of juniors sticking to the Nottingham Lions ethos. Um, so we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 of our 30-man roster are 18 or under. Wow. You're basically like the Ottawa Senators of your league. (laughs) 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 Although I'm not sure you're going to win as many games. Or I I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the Nottingham Lions do a good job. I'm I'm hoping as well. So, yeah, if you... uh, 
if you Google, sorry, if you go onto YouTube and type in Nottingham Lions, our first game is Sunday, 4 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, uh, then, yeah, you can hear me. And if you're not fed up with me by this point, yeah, you can, you can hear more of me and watch some uh, free ice hockey as well. Damn right. I know I'll be there. I'll have it. I'll probably have it sat on my uh, desk while I'm doing some editing for my weekend video, which will be very nice. And I'll be able to hear Chris's say, lovely voice. Yeah. And I'll be able to, you know, watch yeah. the Lions play. Why not? I'm just looking at the quiz themes that I could do next week, and there are some corkers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why you got to go and say that, Chris? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so <laughs> if you just have National oh, If Pets Had Thumbs Day. What is up with the pet? days at the moment i don't know <laughs> what you'll like is national egg McMuffin day oh that does sound pretty good i'm not gonna lie although i must uh, say yeah, ne- next week although i must say that my uh, girlfriend has currently got me on keto so uh this is fun <laughs> i'm having a great time although the egg would be nice i probably can't eat the muffin yay for no carbs am i right guys <laughs> hey, you join you you've come over to the diet side i'm on you? i'm on day two um and i haven't wanted to die yet so it could be going a lot so worse. We're on, we're on like day 40 or something, and the temptation not to eat junk food is getting lower and lower. I, I've, I've, got, I've got to be honest, like the temptation to eat junk food in my life is a pretty constant thing. So the fact that I've even <laughs> lasted this long. Though, yeah, the fact that I've lasted this long, like I've literally got some Ferrero Rochers that I got for Valentine's Day <laughs> sitting in my room and I'm having to like give them to other members of my family to be like, I don't need these anymore. Please take them away from me. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's going okay. So I can't really complain. Um, but yeah, I think that is a perfect place to end this week's episode of the Europark podcast. Um, we've got to be honest, there weren't really a huge amount of topics for bonus clips this week. The only thing that we could really talk about is um, the Lake Tahoe situation uh, that took place yeah. in the NHL last week. Because, um, yeah, anybody see that? That was ridiculous. Because the dis- We started watching it, and then it was like, you know, it, it got ridiculous. And then they went, yeah, we're going to restart at 9 p.m., Pacific or whatever yep. it was, and then basically all British fans on mass went, that's 5am our time. Nope. Yeah, or they woke up early to watch the rest of it. But like, yeah. I, I think the difference between goals was exactly nine hours on the dot, I think was what it said, like time between goals. And then obviously uh, one of the, um, I think it was the Vegas players, or was it? I can't remember which player it was, but they ended up taking the longest uh, minor penalty in NHL history, of course. Uh, Because you imagine (laughs) if they... There's a video for the future. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if they sat him in the penalty box for the entire time? He's like, you're not allowed to move. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, uh, have a little nap in the penalty box. I I can't imagine how frustrating that must have been for everybody involved. The ice crew that were probably getting an absolute, like, bollocking... Uh, like behind the scenes being like you've got to make sure this ice is okay gary bettman saying that the sun is the only is the nhl's only enemy uh, which is like you would never expect the commissioner of a league to say something like that um you have the players that unless they said like we're taking an x amount of time break they were probably just like sitting in the dressing room like waiting to go back on the ice which lasted for nine hours and then obviously the broadcast they they were given a time in the end it just makes me feel happy that like we had a game in the second tier here in the streaming service that was delayed for a bit while we waited for the ice to freeze and it's probably the only time that the second tier ice hockey in the uk has a like link with the same problem that the yeah. nhl does so. only time that, that our league has something in common with the nhl but i think we've got to give absolute props to the um the uh, broadcast guys 
that were there the entire time. Like, yeah, they might have replayed the first period of the of, of the game, but also at the same time, you know, like they had they had to keep everybody entertained. And I I was watching the hockey guys video on on it because I didn't actually watch the game because, like Chris mentioned, it was started up at five o'clock in the morning again. I'm asleep, you know. Um, but one of the guys um on the broadcast crew like. They hadn't spoken to him in like 30 minutes. So he decided to just go down to the beach and chill out for a little while. Like, I love that. It's yeah, like they I fully mean, embraced it. I, I've done nothing to that extent, of course. It puts me in mind of when um, like there's a rain delay in the cricket and you just got to <clears> fill for like hours. Yeah. The longest I've ever had to do is 25 minutes on the radio when um, a football game I was commentating on, somebody... Like really badly damaged their knee oh. and they couldn't move them until like the stretcher arrived on the ambulance. It was like 25 minutes to something. Um, so that's the longest I've ever had to feel. I couldn't imagine trying to do it for that length of time. Yeah, t- t- 25 minutes is like a good enough amount of time to delve deeper into a conversation, especially like about the play that it you've is, seen on the pitch. There's only so many times you can like <clears throat> describe the scene around you. And- oh, of course, absolutely. But like, like nine hours where they had to sit there and try oh, and no. fill the gap. And that must have been such a nightmare for the TV programming as well. But anyway, it's not our problem. What does it matter? It was a funny incident. And uh, the some of the pictures they got from that event were beautiful. Like the mm. sunset in the background of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers-Boston Bruins game looked really nice. But anyway, you know, that was a fun event. And I think that's the perfect place to end this week's episode of the Europuck podcast. Thank you for watching slash listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to keep updated on all things Europuck podcast, if you want to send us your thoughts, opinions, or questions, either from today's show or for our next show, then you can follow us on Twitter at OddmanRushYT or at in- on Instagram, OddmanRushYT. Once again, thank you again to DraftKings. Use the promo code THPN and you can get yourself a bit of money and you can bet on some fun sports. It's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed listening to either of or both of your hosts today, which we kind of hope you did, it's been over an hour now, uh, then you can follow myself on Twitter at OddmanRushYT or Chris at Chris underscore Gadsby. Thanks again for listening, guys, or watching, whether it's the video audio version. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next week. Have a good one, folks.